Hi, welcome to another episode of Film Nerds. I am your host, James, with Theo is absent, but today I have a returning guest, Herman yeah. Hunt. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be back. It's a pleasure to be back, and I'm, a- I'm actually excited about this one. I'm very excited about this one. The man with the voice. <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw that in for Theo. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. Oh, man. Like, the thought that went in my head, we, <laughs> we said that, like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah, I was, I was, it was, it was, it was, I was definitely flattered and, and, you know, awkward. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I have a nice radio, radio voice. But that kind of took me back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it took all of us back a little bit. Like, yeah, was not, was not expecting that one. Mm-hmm. But, <clears throat> since, the, since the day is, a, uh, I'm gonna say a juicy topic. Yes. Uh, I think we're just gonna jump right into it. Yeah. And by now, well, as of today, today is Wednesday, mm-hmm. recording this. Mm-hmm. So, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure most of everybody have already seen Endgame. I'm actually, I, I normally don't take this stance, but I'm going to because I, um, I listen to the Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. and Charlemagne is a huge Marvel head. You were like, all right, at this point, if you ain't seen the movie, that that's on you. That, and I, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to take that stance right now. It's Wednesday. The movie has been out all weekend. I'm, yes. No excuses now. I mean, of course, no doubt you're going to put the spoiler disclaimer up here, letting everybody know that spoilers will be discussed. But I mean, come on now. If you haven't seen the movie by now. Yeah. Where have you been? Yeah. What what have you been doing with your life? Yeah, you know. Yeah, actually, I'm 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 going to go see it again. Oh, me too. On Saturday. Um, I would, I would, yeah, I would think I'm going tomorrow. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. Go, well, you know what? Uh, yeah, cause uh, cause a couple of speaking of which, a couple of friends of mine have not seen it yet. They mm-hmm. so uh, we so we're gonna go to do the uh, <clears throat> we're gonna do the Dolby Theater down there mm-hmm. in Haven because. I didn't get that experience, but a lot of people say that experience is better than the IMAX experience. So mm. we're gonna do that, do that on Saturday. I'm I am excited about that. But yeah, if you ain't seen the movie by now, and I have already chastised my friends, like, if you have not <laughs> seen the movie by now, come on now. I know, right? Like, what's what's more? What was more important than watching Endgame this weekend? <laughs> Besides turning the water, you know that. Yeah. But you could have done both. Yeah, <laughs> you could have. I mean, that was that. That was a three day festival. Um, you know, in game open on Thursday. Something in the water didn't begin till Friday. Mm-hmm. You know, I, we were over here sounding like really, really obsessed fans. But no, mm-hmm. I mean, it is what it, it is. is. Yeah, it is. It is what it is. You know, unless someone was dying, there's yeah. no excuse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's actually funny because one of the friends that's coming with me, uh, he's coming with us on Saturday. He is so slow to see movies. Mm-hmm. We uh. I remember when the final Hunger Games movie came out, and we, uh, me and me, me and my other friends, we had already saw it. So he was like, "All right, well, don't talk about it because I ain't seen it." When I tell you, fast forward a year and a half, <laughs> and we're we're on we're, we're you know we're all on the PlayStation, and you know we got the headphones in, and we're playing two K, and then you know, and you know, it, it, Hunger Games just happens to come up in conversation. He's and he's like, "Yeah, man, I ain't I haven't." finished it and we all like the heck you mean you haven't finished the movie but that came out a year and a half it was like no and i and i was like just for that 
we're now we're going to discuss the entire movie because you're gonna sit <laughs> you're gonna sit up here and it's like it, it, the movie bin it's in it's in bargain bins now, bro. You yeah. you're gonna sit up here and it, it's been a year and a half and you ain't no no no. We discussed the entire movie with him in the chat, so it's like it, it's one thing if the movie been out for like a week you haven't seen it okay yeah but a year and a half my guy come come on now. But there's no know, excuse for that. Yeah, you know? No, and, and 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 I see no excuse for this one. We're talking about a movie that is the culmination of 22 films. I remember how old I was. I remember the theater I went into when I saw Iron Man for the first time. And to see this now, because I'm 27 years old, I, th- I had to be. I was like 14 or something like that when Iron Man came. When Iron Man came out, it's you know, come on now. This yeah. is the at this point. I I I can honest. I honestly believe this is bigger than Star Wars. I think this has I eclipsed Star Wars. I think it's bigger than Star Wars. Talk about twenty two films in eleven years in the making. Yes, yes. Eleven years of great storytelling mm-hmm. and universe building. Yes, I mean, you have some bumps along the way in yeah. Iron Man two and. Door, uh, the dark world, and you know, so, so, but but <clears throat> it just I mean, it, and 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 we're, and we're gonna get into it, but just the way that they have seamlessly kept the line, yes, in the storytelling, they they haven't missed a beat. They the, the callbacks that were in this movie, uh, oh. the the way that they, the way that they were successfully able to tie up, uh, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term, loose ends from the other films. Giving certain characters their ju- their just their justified endings, you know it. it oh my goodness, this, yeah. this, this movie. It was it was a lot of movie to take in, which is why I got to see it again. Yes. It, it, oh my goodness, it it hit it hit me like a like like a tidal wave. This, this movie was huge. Yeah. So on that note, I'm trying to decide where should we start. Um, I guess we should start from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. So okay. Uh, first things first. When I went, I went with a friend of mine, Marcus, who lives in Elizabeth City. He came down, uh, and we went to MacArthur. Man, mm-hmm. you know, we went to MacArthur because MacArthur got assigned seats. I'm not, and, and I'm, I made it clear, <laughs> I'm not fighting for my seat for this movie. I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm going to get my ticket, get my seat. I can go in, take my seat. Surprisingly, I got there 15 about 15 minutes before the movie started. It ended up being a packed theater, but it didn't get packed right away. Because, mm. again, assigned it's seats, so people just came when they wanted to come. But, um, so, you know, the first scene in the movie is with Hawkeye, mm-hmm. right? And and so, the way the movie, it just kind of abruptly started for me. And yeah. I, it, it just abruptly started. Yeah, yeah. like, because um, uh, it was me, Theo, and Brian from work, mm-hmm. um, his two kids um, rubbing together and whatnot, and we actually, well, me and Brian showed up two hours early. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, um, um, we, we actually went to Cinema, Cinema Cafe. Mm-hmm. You know, ain't no assigned seats. Mm-hmm. So we showed up two hours early mm-hmm. and made sure yeah. <laughs> we, we had our, yeah. our, our seats right. Yep. So, like, I think no one in, in, in the theater knew that the movie had started. I didn't. People, because I mean, like that, people were st- people were still talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, people were still on their cell phones when the when when the movie had begun. So when so as the as, I guess as the shot pans out and you see that it's it's Clint with his daughter showing her how to use the bow and arrow. I mm-hmm. think that's when people started like, standing oh. at attention. Like okay, now it's begun. Okay, <laughs> yes, 
and it's it's, it's funny because there's an actress, Kath, Catherine Langford. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember a couple of months because she's from the TV show Thirteen Reasons Why, and it made some headlines because I say like last year it was announced. Oh well, she has a role in Endgame, mm-hmm. and like and so, but her role was not. Uh, it, 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 they didn't reveal who she's playing, so I, I, there was some speculation. Oh well, is she playing Iron Man's daughter? Is she playing Hawkeye's daughter? Who is she gonna play? And so I had this theory, mm-hmm. which did not prove true. By the, uh, but I had this theory that because I was convinced that time travel was gonna be in the movie, I had a theory that uh, the the surviving members of the Avengers were going to go into an alternate timeline in which a new team of Avengers had picked up the pieces after Thanos' snap and were uh, fighting off uh, crime and stuff in this, you know, this this desolate world that, that Thanos has created. Mm-hmm. And that Catherine Langford would play Hawkeye's daughter and that you would have somebody uh, replacing Iron Man and you would have Miles Morales as Spider-Man. And as I started putting this theory together, I realized how big and ambitious it was. And I was like, no, I don't think they're going to do that. And they didn't do that. And then Catherine Langford did not show up at all in the movie. And then as that scene in the beginning progresses and you realize his entire family was dusty. Mm-hmm. Uh, not one member, not two, everybody. That's when I was like, yeah, okay, well, no, they ain't doing nothing with his daughter. So I and, was shocked though. Yeah. And off the back, like that did set the whole tone for, for the whole movie. Yeah, I was my mama was open. I was just like, Wow. What? I mean, I I had a fi- I had a feeling that they would do something with his family. I thought maybe Dusty's wife, maybe one of his kids or one member. No, they killed his entire family. family. I was so you know, when he later on in the movie, and, and and no doubt, you know, we'll discuss it as we get there. When he goes on his Punisher spree as Ronin, <laughs> it's 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 understandable. I, I get it. You know, I, I I understand. I get it. But that's how the movie begins, and um, it as you stated, it set the tone, and then the Marvel logo comes up, and I can't place that song that was playing, uh. but um, the Marvel logo comes up and. It is revealed you have Nebula and you have Tony Stark still on the ship, just entertaining one another with with table football. Yeah, table football. <laughs> yeah. So that's 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 where the movie continues to progress. And show to all anybody who know what table football is. I do. I do. I do. As you, as, you know, when you when when you're in middle school and you're in high school, you ain't got nothing to do. You got a substitute teacher that does, and he or she doesn't know what to do. You know, you you fold it up, you know, move desks together, and you you you, you do get the work. Yeah, you get the work. <laughs> but yeah, I so as the movie is going on, um, and you you see these scenes between Nebula and Tony Stark. I know a lot of people thought that Tony Stark would die on that ship. A lot of people thought he would die on that ship, and even I, that one scene because after he does his recording to Pepper, mm-hmm. and then he goes to sleep i thought it was dead for like for a split second because nebula comes and she picks him up and puts him in the seat and everything and I, and he doesn't look like he's breathing i'm like dang I, did they really ki-? i'm like so wait did they really just kill him off in the first two minutes of the movie yeah i would and so 
that's not what happens. Um, Captain Marvel shows up. And so, and again, there was some speculation for that. Because a lot of people was like, well, how did she just, just conveniently show up there to save mm-hmm. the ship? I And I think her end credit scene in the Captain Marvel movie led directly into that because she shows up on Earth. And no doubt, um, the Avengers on Earth know that there are still members in space because uh, Thor is there. So I, I would imagine, and Rocket is there. So I would imagine that Rocket and or Thor could uh, give, could let them know, yeah, um, Nebula, they're on my ship in space. And so they could dispatch Captain Marvel out there to go and to go and get them. So that's what I thought happened. I, I think that the, that the remaining Avengers on Earth sent Captain Marvel out there to go pick up the ship. Now, I don't know if they knew that Tony Stark was up there, but they went and got him. And I also want to give praise to the Russo brothers once again. And, and I'm going to keep doing this as this podcast goes on, but their attention to detail. When mm-hmm. Tony Stark comes off that ship, he looks so malnourished. Yeah. He looks horrifically thin. It, it, I mean, and he's, you know, you're talking about a, a character that has lost their spirit. They, they've lost their hope. He watched Peter Parker die in front of him. And he ain't ha- he hasn't had a decent meal in over a month, and he's you know he's coming off this ship. And plus, um, he still has um his um stab wound exactly, you know, which he, probably he, was affected by mm-hmm, you know, by then. Mm-hmm. He has the he has well, it looked like Nebula kind of patched it up for yeah. him, but um yeah, coming off the ship, malnourished, really skinny. He goes on his rant. He was. I, I I like what he says. He's like, we're always the Avengers. Why can't we be the preventers? Why 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 can't why can't we prevent the problem? And so he's he's being hysterical. He rips the uh he, he rips the piece off his chest, gives it to Cap Captain America, and then he you know he faints. And so what I love in hindsight is that the promotional material for this film. The Russo brothers did not lie. They were like, everything we have shown you in these trailers are from the first 20, 30 minutes. Like, yeah. minus like maybe one scene, mm-hmm. with the, the, the little scene where they're wearing all the white suits. But other than that, everything we're showing you is from the first 20 to 30 minutes of this. And it really is. I didn't know what was going to happen. Because, you know... The, minus um, the Ant-Man part where he's um, jumping mm-hmm, around and mm-hmm. um, the Captain Shield, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but neither one really showed what was really going on. You yeah. just you just know there was action. You know, yeah, but. I didn't I didn't know what I did I had no idea what they were going to do. And uh when they're all gathered around putting their plan together as, as to what they're going to do, and Nebula informs them as to where Thanos is Thanos is. First of all, I knew that the plan won't gonna go the way they thought it was gonna go. Mm-hmm. I did this nothing is that easy. Yeah, we, we still have two and a half more hours to go into the movie. <laughs> so this plan is not going to go the way y'all think. But I was like, okay. Um, they get on the ship. They go where he's at. And Thanos, he is... It's hard for me. He, he is a villain because of because of how he views things. But he's not a, he's not a hypocritical villain. Yeah. He's not a selfish villain. And I'll, like, as we, I guess as we go on, discussing this I'll, I'll i'll shed some more light as to why i as why i believe he's not a hypocritical villain but when he when they get there and you know captain marvel comes back to the ship no there's no protection he has the, it's just him down there mm-hmm. they get down there and which is which arguably may be the most violent scene in the film at least to me because when they come in there 
and they cut his arm off with with the with, and then and then you know like I I felt the emotion mm-hmm. I really did you, you're talking about individuals that are pissed off like they are beyond pissed off they 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 they're enraged and so they find Thanos ain't no talking the the, the, the time for talking is done we we they done broken his little his little bungalow thing they done cut his arm off Captain Marvel got him by the neck it's like where are the stones and then Thor deals the death blow because like there's no hope you know Thor Thor is Thor at this point you look at a character like Thor who has lost his mother he has lost his brother he has lost his family his entire family and half his people yes half half of Asgard and his entire family and home Yes, because, mostly because of because of him, because of uh, Thanos, and so the only thing he has left that he can do, and it doesn't bring him any satisfaction. It it, it doesn't bring any solace. But still, he'll do it because he didn't go for the head in Infinity War. So he, I didn't go for the head in the last movie. But I'm going now. Yeah, I'm gonna take the whole thing off now. Like, so I, 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 like we just asked him, kind of kind of funny, and I forget who asked him, and there was someone like. What do you do? He says, I been for the head, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but the way he delivers that line, it's like he's so distraught. It's like you can you can literally see it. You you can you're looking at a man who has no hope left in him. He has he has nothing. The man is just like you just he's like, I went for the head. And then he just walks away. Yeah. And I and, and I felt that. That was that was good. That was good. And so I think the one thing that I really, really appreciated about this movie that the Russo brothers wanted to show the audience. They wanted to show them the aftermath. We need you to understand, like, we want to show you this world, okay? This is not going to be a quick fix. Mm-hmm. Not gonna be, we, we're not going to put a Band-Aid on this. The Avengers aren't just going to come together and fix everything. We need to show you what happened, you know, after Thanos did what he did. And the five-year gap. Yeah. I was not, I mean... Couple months, but five years, like, dang. I mean, you're looking at these characters who are slowly. It looks like they're trying to adjust to to uh, the world around them. And I was re- I was actually listening to a podcast and somebody who reviewed the movie. They were like, I almost actually I almost wanted them to try to rebuild from this timeline, try to rebuild from this, and not not not. Fix it, but try to uh, pick up the pieces mm-hmm. and evolve from what is happening. Because you look at <clears throat> you look at real world events like nine eleven and Columbine, all these school shootings. We don't have the Avengers. We don't have a time machine. We we, we we can't we can't go into the quantum realm and fix what's been done. We have to we have to pick up the pieces and mm-hmm. rebuild after these tragedies. So you know the the podcaster said I almost kind of wanted to see them do that. Just, just, just to, just, just to ground them a little bit, and uh, they'd be a little bit more relatable to us. Yeah. But this is a popcorn movie. These are superheroes. So at the end of the day, that's not something we can do. Yeah. And then also looking at, looking at the fact that every single hero that's gonna be moving forward at this point in time is gone. So there had to be a way to bring <laughs> to bring them back. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Even, even though that would sound like a a awesome idea, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. see how even the Avengers in the world mm-hmm. can move on, mm-hmm. you know, from a defeat. Because mm-hmm. throughout um, all these, throughout the eleven years of 
uh, Marvel movies, they have never really um, taken this kind of defeat before. Absolutely. You know, like they may face little problems here and there, but mm -hmm. they have never lost, you know, and Thanos literally and physically handed them the, the own, um, handed them the, the uh, I'm trying not to cuss. <laughs> yeah, 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 I, I, I got you, but he, 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 he tore them apart. Yeah. He, he, he handed he, them a new one. Yes. You know? He, he tore them to pieces. And so it, and I, now, the way this, because this movie is three hours long, so the first hour is, uh, it's, it's, it's grief. It's, mm. it's, uh, it's aftermath. It's acceptance. Second hour is uh, revelation. So, you know, through happenstance, a rat just <laughs> happens to walk over yeah. the, little, the little machine that's inside um, Scott that Lang's yeah. van and, and releases him from the quantum realm and he comes out. And I got to say, I got to say, um, actually, before I go any further, the, the, uh, the, the group meeting that Captain America had, when he, when, when, you know, people were, one of the Russo, one of the Russo brothers played the gentleman who was talking about he went on the date and how, you know, he was like, well, I cried when the salad came. And then he cried when this happened. I was like, I like that. I like that characterization. Bringing it down to our level, you know, to see that it wasn't just the superheroes that were affected, but it's regular, regular people that were affected by this. And, you know, you then go to Scott Lang being released and um you see the monument to the vanished the people yeah. who, who and you, you he don't know what's going on and you see it in his face the only thing he care about is like please don't let my daughter be please don't let my daughter be on this bag on that he sees his name but um you know he um he then goes to his to her home and finds her she's older and I got to give Paul Rudd some props Paul Rudd doesn't say much in that scene, but just the way, his, like his facial expressions, you know, the, the fact, you know, he sees his mm -hmm. daughter, he, brace, he embraces his daughter. Paul Rudd did very well in this movie. He did very, very well in this movie. And I also have to give props to Scarlett Johansson, because before that scene took place, she, I guess, has assumed leadership of what's left of the, the Avengers. Avengers. And, you know... You 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 just you see it in the face. You just this feeling of hopelessness because you know it's like you know, we were supposed to protect the world. We could not stop what happened, and we can't make this 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 pain and feeling of loss go away. And so the only thing I have left to do is this. Yeah. You know. So I have to give Scarlett Johansson praise for her performance. She she was very very moving in her performance, and so was and and again so was so was Paul Rudd in his. So. I like that. And then you, the one thing, it didn't shock me because I kind of figured they would do it. But, you know, giving Tony Stark a kid, I, mm -hmm. I, it didn't, it didn't shock me. But it was a happy surprise that they gave him a child. Um, Which is always not a good thing when you look at the grand scheme of things. Because mm -hmm. usually uh, in movies or wherever, Whenever a character decides to retire or mm -hmm. trying to move on with his life, mm -hmm. he has a family or wife, that usually means that he's gonna die. <laughs> mm -hmm. But you know the thing that the, the thing that scared me about it, 
I always have when it comes to time travel in films. I I've and and I love how they play. It it gets extremely confusing, mm-hmm. and I am not about to try to sit down here and figure out how they <laughs> did this. But when it comes to time travel in films, uh, I heard someone say I think the one film that got it that got it close the closest to being right was like one of the Bill and Ted movies. I I have not seen either one, but um. What scared me was when you look at time travel movies in the, in in the past, mm-hmm. like uh, if someone has has their life, something okay, you have this one timeline, and it's like, well, we're gonna go back in the past and do this. When they come back to that timeline, it's completely changed. So what I was scared of was you see this cute little girl that Tony Stark has. He has a daughter. He has a wife. He's moved on. He's you know, it's like what I'm scared of is that if they go in the quantum realm. And they change something, he might come back and not have his family. So he might not have that little girl. Mm-hmm. And that's why, that's why I was I was I was with Tony Stark when he went when he was like, No, I'm not doing this. I don't want to do this. When 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 uh Cap and the other Avengers came and was like, we figured out a way to to to, to fix it. I'm like, no, I don't want to do this. I have a wife, I have a child, I have finally found some peace and happiness. Um, but you know when he when he figures it out, a little contrived. But when he when he figures it out, when he figures out how to do the time travel thing, um, and then his daughter comes down and you know she's doing her little cute thing, mimicking him. I was like, Lord, please don't please don't kill this little girl. Please please don't kill this little girl. I, I can't I, I can't deal with it. I dealt with it in the last X Men movie. I, I can't deal with this. Don't don't kill this little girl. So I think somewhere in there we're introduced to Professor Hulk. Um, because yeah. they they find they find Professor Hulk, and I have to I, I gotta say this I think it might have been the theater I was at, and I think it might because I some people I've seen this some people mm-hmm. praise how he looked, and then other people are like, yeah the CGI looked a little off on him, and so I think it might have been my screen. In the beginning, his CGI looked a little off to me. Cause uh, when when I when I saw Mark Ruffalo's Hulk in the first Avengers, and then when I saw him in Ultron, and then when I saw him in Ragnarok, in Ragnarok he looked great. In Ragnarok, his Hulk looked like just rips clean from the comics. I look because they gave him that. I mm-hmm. in in the early nineties, Hulk had like that 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 ball fade going on. Yeah, like his Marvel vs. Capcom days when he had the when he had the ball fade, <laughs> and, and and they they kind of did that in in Ragnarok, and I was like, that's dope. In this movie, they didn't do that, and he also looked a little smaller. But it was, yeah. but you know, you it's revealed that you know Bruce Banner found a happy middle yeah. ground where he he and the, he and the Hulk merged to become one, and so, and over time, the look grew on me. Over time, I I grew to accept the look, and I was like, it's fine. And and it when they go and they grab him, and they're like, well, can you help us with this time travel thing? And Hulk is like, it's not really my area of expertise, but I will try. And so he, so he tries, in what I would call a win. I think it's a win for someone that's not his area of expertise, and they yeah. send, they they send Scott Lang back in time because as a little baby, uh-huh. yeah, multiple they they, they, they got to fix it a couple of times, but that's a win. Yeah. I mean, they did it. Yeah. It's not perfect, but they did it. I'm like, hey, you asked me to make you a time machine. I made you a time machine. Now. It needs is it work. perfect? No, nah. It but you work. know, yeah, <laughs> it it needs work. But 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 when he when he yells out time time travel, 
I was like, yeah, he did it. And then Tony Stark. By the way, we're living in a desolate, you know, half the world is gone. The government is in shambles. Pro sports teams are playing. Where the heck does Tony Stark get that dag on Audi from? This man still <laughs> manages the. Where did he get that? Because when I see him, you know, you got Cap out there, I guess, reflecting, and then Tony Stark comes out of nowhere, speeding, and he he's he's coming with that with with that car, and then pulls in front of. Cap. I was like, where did you get? The, I, I know you're Tony Stark, but where? Like I, I was like, you know what? He's a billionaire. He Let him have, have it. You know. He he probably he probably had that. So he will, he will forever have his toys. He will forever have his. He will forever have his toys. I I I completely agree with that. And so now we enter into the second hour, or I guess I guess we've been full full on in the second hour now. And the second hour is you know this it's the heist, the time the heist. Mm. Yeah. Well, we got to put it together. And so now you have okay. Let's see. You have rocket. You have War Machine, you have Nebula, you have Cap, you have Iron Man, you have you have uh, Black Widow. Um, they had to go and you have Hulk. They had to go and get Thor. They had to go and get. Oh man! <laughs> I want to get your thoughts on that because I because I you know what? In hindsight, reflecting on it, I like what they did. I did. I like mm-hmm. because it made sense. He's the one, arguably, who lost the most. Yeah. So where he was in the grand scheme of things when they find him makes sense. But I wanted to get your thoughts on that when 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 Rocket and Hulk go get him. Like, what were your thoughts on uh, seeing uh, Thor, aka Jeff Bridges, the Big Lebowski, <laughs> you know, sitting there drinking with Korg and Meek? Like, it made sense. Mm-hmm. Um. I wasn't prepared for him to stay that way throughout the rest of the movie. Yes. Like, I thought, you know, he would have some kind of, I don't know how, but, you know, since he is a god, he would have some kind of quick transformation, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. getting back in shape. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a little bit, but mm-hmm. nah, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Or at least whenever he would grab, grab, I thought he would grab, you know, um, Stormbreaker, he would instantly transform him back into, you know... <laughs> The guy he's supposed to be, but um, I did understand it. You know, mm-hmm. he 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 was in a very dark place, mm-hmm. like where he pretty much given up on everything. Mm-hmm. You know, only thing he wants wants to do is throw back a few beers, mm-hmm. more than a few beers. Yeah, uh, and chewing chewing the homies. Yeah, I did. I I was with you. Yeah. I thought. Especially, and, and, and I guess we'll get to it, especially when he's talking to his mom and he summons Mjolnir. I thought he was going to transform into old Thor. Me too. And when they didn't do it, I was I was like, you know what? That would have been that, that would have been a little too cheap. It yeah. would have been cheap. And so I would... I, and cheesy. I, it, yeah. And so I respect the Russo brothers for being like, you know what? We made this decision. We're going to own this decision. We're going to ride this decision to the end. He's going to be fat Thor the whole movie. And we're going to ride this thing to the way. I respect them for that. I do respect them for that. Because it is... He can always lose the weight. I mean, let, let's be clear. I mean, and he is... I mean... Being... I was a big dude. I'm, I still am a big dude. Looking at... The, he he really ain't... He still has like... He still has some muscle on his arms. Yeah. He, he just had a... 
a really big beer belly, but he can lose that. So yeah. I mean, but yeah, when they when they find him, and Chris Hemsworth is a good actor, man. Very good actor. He's a good actor because he's the way he they introduce Korg, and and Korg is playing Fortnite. <laughs> and and somebody and somebody called Korg an a hole and Thor was like, okay, you keep doing that, I'm, I'm, I will track you down, and I will, you know, bring the lightning down and stuff. And I love that. But when the Hulk is talking to him, it's like, you know, we can we can reverse things. We, the way he swigs that beer, he can barely get the words out. You can see he's tearing up. He's a little bit like, just don't don't do that. Don't don't don't. Real good actor. Real real good actor. Sad that the only way you could get him on the ship was, you know, Rocket was like, "There's beer on the ship." That's the only get him. And and when uh, Black, because I think, okay, it was Thor and it was Hawkeye that they had to go and get. Those yeah. were the two they had to go and get. So when Black Widow goes and finds Hawkeye, who and to give, the, I guess, to give the audience context, um, Rhodey. Tells Black Widow what he's what you know going on. what he been doing. Yeah, it, it, he's like yo the things he's been doing, like these bodies that he left behind. Mm-hmm. He's like, he is he's gone on full Punisher mode. And while they will not directly call him Ronin, he is wearing the Ronin suit. They barely show it, but I could see it. I could see the Ronin mask. Mm-hmm. I was like yeah he's he's Ronin, um, but he's gone in full Punisher mode. And Black Widow finds him, and you know she's like you know. We have a chance to fix it, and he and he's like, "Don't, don't give me hope." And I and and you know what? I felt that. I this movie this movie has a lot of feels in it. This has a lot of feels in it. it but did. I but but I could see it in his face. He's like, "Don't you come here playing with me?" You know, I'm I'm all, I'm 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 already you know don't 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 come over here bringing me false hope. I don't want to hear that. So she was like, "No, no, this is real. Bring them in." You got your team, and so now they get to they they get to work trying to trying to figure out how to get their hands on the stones. And now I'm gonna have to say this: mm-hmm. this is where I started to get lost. Um, the second hour of the movie, while I enjoyed it, it was a little bit hit or miss for me because there were moments I was really enjoying, and then there were other moments where I was like, okay, all right, this is dragging a little bit. It's like. It, because it got really complicated for me. It got because they have to figure out. They're like, oh well, all the stones have been here on Earth at one point, or not on Earth, but we have all had interactions yeah. with them at one point or time. So we have to figure out when we had interactions with them, and they're they're trying to put this together and they and and and, and splitting the teams up, and then when the teams get split up and they go on their respective missions, that's where it, it just it gets really complicated like you okay so you have you have captain america you have iron man you have uh, hulk and um hulk and ant-man yeah it's like four they go on they go on a mission to new york back in 2012 because they they're going to get the tesseract and then they're going to get um the mind the um the mind gym mind stone yeah they got yeah tesseract and then they they got the staff too, didn't they? they yeah, um, the mind stone was in the, the, the staff. mind stone was in the staff. Yeah, so they get the tesseract, get the mind stone via the staff. Then you had Black Widow and Hawkeye. They were gonna go get the soul stone. Soul stone, but they also dropped off Nebula, Nebula and uh, War, War Machine. Machine. And w- now, which one were they? Were they getting the power stone? Is that what? It? Yes, they were getting the power stone. Okay, and then you had Thor and Rocket 
they were going to get Asgard get um, the ether. The ether. So that's I, I forget which stone that that is. The reality stone. Yeah, that that is the reality stone. Okay, so that they they went to go get the ether. Um, the most complicated one to me was the one with Cap and Iron Man. That one was the most complicated because there were so many moving parts. It, it's like okay, we have to use Ant-Man to shrink down and go inside uh, Tony Stark's arc reactor in his mm-hmm. chest in order to give him a heart attack so that I can get the Tesseract away from him. Meanwhile, Captain America has to get the rod, uh, which has a soul stone in it. So he has to get it away from Sitwell and, uh, and those the, other... Uh, I forget the name of the guys. Blackwater? Crossbones or something. Before he was yeah. Crossbones or something. Um... What I do like is that this scene... Mim- uh, um, uh, it kind of mimics uh, uh, the soldier scene. Yeah, the elevator the scene. But <laughs> when I saw that scene, I was like, is he going to fight them again? <laughs> I, like, I'm, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to complain, but when... I, did, I, did, I was there for it too. Like, yeah. anybody want to get off? <laughs> yeah, what, what, what I loved is that... I, you could kind of feel... that This felt like a like, like a Captain America that was like, man, all right, come on. Let's, let's, let's just... I already know what happens. They're Hydra. Okay, I don't have to fight them. Just say hell Hydra, right. and they're gonna give it to me. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay, that was smart. I I, I like that. And, uh, it's also a callback to the to the storyline they did with Captain America yep. was um, revealed to be a Hydra engine. Because as soon as he said hell Hydra, that image of Captain America with that Hydra suit on sitting on the throne <laughs> immediately popped in my head. I, I immediately thought about that. So I like that's a very good call. Man. That's very good. That's a very good Easter egg. I like that. Um, so he gets that, and then. Tony Stark. Another thing, because when uh, Tony Stark is when they when they confront um, Loki inside of the Stark Tower, and they're all kind of towering over him, and then that that timeline <laughs> that timelines Tony Stark is like, all right, come on now, we we can't be posing around all day. We got to mm-hmm. go and get it. I like that because the Avengers have hit so many signature poses, mm-hmm. and then the Russo brothers are able to make fun of it. It's like, <laughs> yeah. And, we can't pose here all day. We we, yeah. we got to go and take him and, and deal with that. I like that. Um, Robert Redford made his yeah. made a cameo again as uh, the director, whatever his name is. Alexander Pierce. Yes, that guy. Uh, he he made an appearance. There are some things. Um, the de aging, the the de aging on certain. I mean. I know that Disney. It, I know that it appears that you know for, for everybody it appears Disney has more power than, and money than God. But <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of people don't understand that you know Disney spent literally half of their net worth buying Fox, mm-hmm. and while of this movie is the biggest movie that they've released, it did have a limit on its budget. I, I and um, I think I think it could be seen in some of the de aging. Cause with the whole Cap and Iron Man uh, mission, you, you of course Iron Man he fails in getting the Tesseract, and Loki gets it, which opens up his TV show for Disney Plus yeah. when that premieres in a couple months. I like that they, they 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 left that little open plot hole so that he can do his thing when Disney does the TV show. But he fails in getting the Tesseract, so now they and they don't have enough of the Pym particle to make another time jump. Well, they do, but if they if they make that time jump, that's where they're gonna stay. Yeah, we'll be able to come back. Mm-hmm. So they're like, "Well, let's go to another timeline where we can get more pin particles 
in the test at the same time. Yep, and that was smart. Didn't like the de aging on. Uh, I did not like the de aging on um, Michael Douglas. Yeah, I didn't like it because it would, He looked like I didn't. You know what? No, 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 no. De aging wasn't bad. I didn't like his hair. Yeah, I didn't like his hair. Like who? Whose idea <laughs> was it to give him that hairdo? I just didn't like it. He looked like a, like, a, like a hippie almost. He looked like a, he looked, he absolutely looked like a hippie. And then they um revealed Howard Stark. His de aging was. It's passable. It was passable. Like I, I give it a pass because it wasn't really bothering me. So because because the because the conversation that him and Tony were having was such an engaging conversation. It was an interesting conversation. So I was I was I was just engrossed in that conversation. So I wasn't paying attention mm-hmm. to the fact that his de aging was okay. Um, even, even though even though I was hoping they were they were with, with um, Dominic Cooper. It, it was, but I get why they went with him because mm-hmm. um, when it comes to Tony Stark, he has always been well, mostly he has mostly been the face associated with Howard Stark. Mm-hmm. You know, so I get yeah. I I do get why they went with him. Yeah, because I think I, Dominic Cooper played him in Captain America, and, and I he played him. Uh, he, um, he played him Agent in the Carter. TV in the Agent Carter. He played him in the TV show, but John Slatter, John uh, John Slattery played him, of course, in this movie. He played him in Civil, uh, War. Civil War. He played him in Ant Man. He in Iron Two and in I. No, actually, you know what? It wasn't. They they, they that, that, was that, was, that was another actor. They yeah. got another in that that little uh, that little video. That was another actor. Mm. To my knowledge, I think that was another actor. Now. They might have added John Slattery and Poe like for like a special edition DVD or something. But I remember reading somewhere that for that film, that was not John Slattery. But John Slattery has played Howard Stark from this point on. So, yeah. so I, I, it, and then and, 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 and I think as you stated, it is the 1970s. This isn't young Howard Stark anymore. This is this is an older Howard Stark. So it it does make sense to, you know. Go and and probably and, and you know it's it's not outside the realm of possibility that Dominic Cooper probably was busy. So right, I mean, so he, they he, had he, a, he does he does have his um, TV show. Mm-hmm. So so they had a choice. They could either age up mm-hmm. Dominic Cooper, and we will see that later on, or they could uh, de-age John Slattery, and they chose to de-age John Slattery, and and that's not a not a bad choice for me. But but um, yeah, it. It just it, it got a little bit complicated in the middle of there because you're talking about three set, and the one part that really started to get my mind tangled mm-hmm. was the whole nebula thing, how her 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 tech started yeah. channeling with her past self, and that's how Thanos gets involved, and I'm like, oh shoot, nebula. Like, to me, that was really the only part that um I really didn't get because how does her um. How does her network um, get entangled with the the present or the future? However, uh, you want to look at it, I, like that part to me didn't you know make sense because there's really no clarity on yeah. why is she suddenly having the other one's memories? You yeah, know? yeah. I it, it in all time travel movies that I've seen. When they do the time travel thing, something goes wrong, and they yeah. gotta fix it. You always have that one plot point where it goes wrong. Back to the Future, you had the Almanac, Project Almanac. You had uh, 
Wow, I just realized that they named it. Okay. Yeah. Project <laughs> Almanac, you had, he, he had the issue with somebody dying. It was, it, in, uh, in, in all of the time travel movies I've seen, there's always a, a point in the plot where the time traveling goes yeah. wrong. And so the protagonist, the main characters, have then have to figure out a way to fix it. And I, this was the point in this movie where it was messing everything up, where Nebula's frequency from the future was getting was was tangling up with the frequency of Nebula's past self. And that's how Thanos was able to figure out what was going on. Well, put it that way, I guess it do make sense, especially if her... Frequency is on a well, considering most of her body parts is machine. Mm-hmm. You know, considering if I guess her brain or whatever is kind of like I guess I would say like a video. Mm-hmm. You know, so I guess mm-hmm. I, I guess it, I can see that it, it will get crossed. But I'm thinking if that was the case, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, would it, the other one would have the same same issue? Yeah, I, uh, I it 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 is uh. I I had to turn my brain off in that scene. <laughs> Basically, the conclusion that I came up with was for they wanted to keep Thanos the main villain. And this was their way of bringing him back into the game. Yeah. And so this is how they're going to do it. This is that this is that bridge in which we're going to bring Thanos in and keep him the main bad. And this is why I say that Thanos is not a hypocritical villain. Because when those when those memories are being displayed in front of him and he sees himself killed, he sees himself beheaded, he 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 relishes in it. He's like, I accomplished my mission. Yeah. I did what I was supposed to do. And that's that's destiny fulfilled. Destiny, know? destiny fulfilled. <laughs> he it basically is like bump my death. I did what I was supposed to do. That's not a hypocritical villain. However, this younger, not by that much, but younger Thanos. Who he he's like oh okay so they're not these 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 ungrateful wretches you're gonna try to undo my work yeah like okay no we can't have that so now what I love is Thanos's new mission is okay well all right fine I'm gonna let them get the stones for me and then I will take it from them and I'm gonna take it all the way to the beginning you're like um, I like I like how um, his his thing is okay you know last time even though. It wasn't me, me, but my future me objective was only half. That was flawed, you know, yeah. because uh, now I'm leaving behind people who remembers. Yeah. And I would fight that. I made sure no one, no one, uh, no one is around to remember. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I just, I just, I'm just going to wipe out everybody and start over. Yeah. So <laughs> now he's, a, now he's really going to play God. But, um, so... Now, you have the young Nebula impersonating the older Old Nebula. Nebula when she goes back with the rest of the crew who have, retrie- who have retrieved the stones. And uh, I actually like it because in the, I know I know in the comics it's Nebula who who plays the big part in defeating Thanos. She's the one that kills him. Yeah. And here it kind of it's kind of reverse. Mm-hmm. She's the one who actually. Almost get Thanos to win again, mm-hmm. you know. She she is she's she's that she she's the plot device that that brings Thanos back into the game. So okay, so now everybody is but oh wait hold on I we uh the one part was Vormir, yeah 
with um, Black Widow and uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. So that was that was the Soul Stone. And this has caused a lot of confusion for some people because I think, uh, especially for me, mm-hmm. because when when Thanos initially went there with Gamora, uh, and Red Skull is telling them, you have to sacrifice that which you love the most, soul for soul. Okay, Thanos did love Gamora. He loved her a great... One could make the argument she might be the only individual he really, really loved. So he, when he made that sacrifice, mind you, he made it. He's the one that she tried to kill herself. He wouldn't let her. He threw her over, and that's how he got the stone. Now you have this situation with Black Widow and Hawkeye where... They're fighting over to see who gets yeah. to jump over. And neither one of them is going to kill the other. Someone is willingly going to give their life. So it's like for the person who's grabbing the stone, they're not making the sacrifice. The other person is. And then it's like, well, maybe Hawkeye is the person that Scarlet Witch loves the most, but I'm, I'm not Scarlet Witch. Maybe Hawkeye is the person that Black Widow loves the most, mm-hmm. but Black Widow's not the person Hawkeye loves the most. His children or his wife would be the person that he loves the most. So I, I like, now one made one made a very valid, valid argument at this time. Hawkeye's wife and his children are now dead. So the only remaining person living that he loves the most is Black Widow. So that works. But again, it stands to, it stands the question cuz Hawkeye didn't kill her. He did he he did he didn't make that sacrifice. She did it. And he still got the stone. So it has been I've seen it all over. It it has been a little bit of a debate because what I have seen in this movie, while I enjoy this movie, love this movie, in order to get to that finish line, uh, the screenwriters are not necessarily playing by their own rules. The rules that they have created, they're not playing by them. They're kind of breaking them a little bit. They're kind of kind of weaving in and out of the rules of the universe they've created in yeah. order for their narrative to reach the foregone conclusion that they wanted to reach. And, but you know what? I don't think I care. <laughs> I don't because because there's a there's a there's a TV show on YouTube that I look at the John Campion show. Mm-hmm. Love that dude, but he was like, if I have to, if I have to sacrifice anything from that final hour in order for those other two hours to make sense, no, nah, I'm good. It just 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 as as long as I get that final hour, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that. If 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 I have to sacrifice plot holes and and narrative. Little, little narrative kinks that don't make sense, but I get that final hour. I'm straight. Hi, James here. I just want to take a quick time out to let you know that you can support Film Nerds by becoming a monthly supporter. With that, it will allow us to keep growing and help us to create better and more content. And also, with the Anchor app, you can call in and film us become part of the on the podcast by weighing in on each discussion and debate you can also leave us comments and messages um, with your suggestions on topics and different movies that you want to discuss and as we continue to grow we thank you for your love and support yeah cause like I feel like the, the plot holes that they create 
there's nothing that serious that you can't overlook mm-hmm. or explain somehow. Because mm-hmm. even with the whole Black Widow and Hawkeye thing, I'm guessing it's probably like, okay, you know, uh, this alone, if I collect a soul that you love, mm-hmm. um, I'm good. Here, have yeah. it, you know. Yeah, that, you that's know? how I saw it. And, and again, one thing that, that, that uh, Red Skull did say, soul for a soul. Yeah. They they made that perfectly clear. So that was the, that that was their out. And so I I give it to them. I, I didn't have an issue with it. I I was not expecting Scarlet Witch to die. Um, I did. Um, I, I was reading something that uh, originally Hawkeye was the one that um, was gonna die. But um, someone who who read it like, nah, don't take this away from from Black Widow because one like it'd be a crappy move to. Have his family come back, and he's dead. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and like he did this for what? Well, yes, they're alive, but now they're suffering because he's not alive. Yeah, and the thing about the Vormir sacrifice, there is no coming back from it. Yeah, the, the, that's the one death that will stick. So, Sally. Yeah. So, and and from what I understand, there is a Black Widow movie in development. But now, mm-hmm. what I'm thinking is, it's, it's probably a prequel. A prequel. It's something that. Who the best? Yeah. Yeah, you know, probably that. You, you, you finally getting that Budapest yeah. movie? Yeah. <laughs> they keep talking about this mess. But, but, uh, Dude, yeah. they're far away from Budapest now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're on another planet. But, yeah, so I heard that, and, and I want to take it because in my audience, and for anybody who listens to this, you know, mm. I just want to make it clear. It's okay. You, you can be emotional. You know, it, it's great. You can cry. That's, show your emotions. That's, that's fine. But to anybody that feels like they're in their living room and they can just talk and give open, direct commentary, that's not cool, my guy. I, I'm going to need, like, because there was one dude, there was one dude, and I think, I think he shut up because he heard us. There was, there was a dude behind me, and there was, and there was me, and there was a dude in front of me. Because I remember the Lion King trailer was showing before uh, Endgame. Beautiful trailer, by the way. Very nice. And um, so uh, he's like, I'm not going to go see that. I'm not going to go see no CGI Mufasa die. If I want to see Mufasa die, I'm going to do it at home. I'm not giving Disney anymore. He's saying it out loud. So the dude behind me is like, hey, yo, like, my, my, I'm, I'm not going to use the word that he's like, like my my, my dude, <laughs> my better shut up. Otherwise, otherwise we gonna have words. And he and he said that out loud, dude. Dude over here, he did not make eye contact, but I ain't hear him for the rest of the movie. <laughs> so, but but uh, just, like, that is one thing I do hate with people who talk. You know, yeah. even ask me questions. You know, the mm-hmm. movie. I know <clears throat> Phil <laughs> was uh, he he was asking me questions. He them. I, I, I was like, yo, really? You like when you not watching what I'm watching? Yeah, you know, like if you have questions afterwards, ask me after the movies. You know, yeah. <laughs> then I will explain and you know try to explain. You know, yeah. Like, cause I feel I feel what part was like I'm like, I'm just as I'm just as confused as you are. Watch, let, let let's continue watching and find out. Maybe yeah. we can you know come to a conclusion <laughs> afterwards. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think cause I have a I have a friend like that. Uh, t- we it, it's it's a rule. We can't take him to the movies mm. because he talks. So much, like it, he talk, he and like ah, uh, like he'll he'll ask us questions, and we're like, bro, I I don't I, I, 
we're looking at the same movie. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know what's going to happen next. I, I, I haven't seen this. But uh, anyway, cutting back to the Black Widow death, some people were crying. Like you had you you had you had some little girls in the audience that were crying. It, it was it was a death that hit pretty. It didn't hit yeah. me hard. I mean, I love I love Scarlett Johansson in this in this entire film series, but it was a hard hitting death. It was yeah. a pretty hard hitting death. Like um, I know I'm not saying this because you know make me look you know big or but like I know I know I didn't get all emotional because mm-hmm. I was like, wow, they actually killed her. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see it coming, I so I, I was more I was more in shock. Like, mm-hmm. wow, they 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 she ain't coming back. Yeah, no. she she's not coming back. Yeah, I I I I give them I, I I give them praise because she she went out she went out you know protecting really the the only person on the planet that she loved the most and that is Hawkeye. So narratively speaking, it made sense for her to die in that way, and. It again, very hard hitting death. I was I was shocked. I didn't think they'd kill her, mm-hmm. but I was like, you know what? Because here's the thing: I came in with some preconceived notions. I didn't think they'd kill. I, mm. I, I like, yeah. me, me like I thought that they would kill Captain America. I thought they killed Captain because because he's 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 the soldier. He's yeah. he's he's the one that's always running in the. I, I always thought that he would be the one to fall on the proverbial sword and make yeah. the sacrifice, but. No, it was and, and 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 I and but I was not expecting Scarlet Witch to die, and so you mean you not mean, Scarlet Witch? Why do I? Scarlet, it's, it's because Scarlet, Scarlet Johansson, Johansson. <laughs> Scarlet Witch, Black Widow. I was not expecting Black Widow to die. Yeah. But anyway, they get the stones. Everybody comes back. They have a moment for uh, Black Widow, and, and everybody's mourning her. And they and then Tony starts to put together his. Mm-hmm. In his gauntlet, his 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 gauntlet, so, so that they can wield the stones. And so, my thing is, I knew they were going to bring everybody back. I didn't know how they were going to do it. Yeah. And so, their rule of time travel, their rule of time travel, or at least how they were playing time travel, and I'm going to try to explain this as best I can. And like visually, it makes sense, but trying to put it to words is hard. It's like if you go back in time. And you change something that does not you can still go back to the timeline you came from and things won't change i think all they would do is you just create another yeah you can um, create another time because by by bringing the infinity stones into their timeline where everybody is vanished and then the and then hulk's now the screenwriters, the Russo brothers, they effectively created a way in which Tony Stark can still keep his family and bring everybody back. Because mm-hmm. I thought that, I really did, I thought that they would go back in time and stop Thanos from snapping his fingers the moment he snapped his fingers in Infinity War. They would do something like that or maybe a variation of it. No, yeah. they brought him to their timeline and it just snapped everybody back. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? That works. Yeah. It worked. Because it, 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 it wor- they're not changing... The future, mm-hmm. you know, you just you're just redoing what he done. Yeah, every everybody that he killed, they brought back, and I liked it. It was it was a uh, it was it was when when uh, Hawkeye gets the phone call from his wife. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, it worked. Hank, I'm sorry, Scott Lang is saying that nature 
is is has has is beginning to blossom again. It worked. Which is actually funny, because Thanos' whole thing with doing this is to because of overpopulation and that the world will become better. Well, universe universe will become better with less people. Mm-hmm. But as you see, with less people, everything was dog dreary. It looked like everything was dying, mm-hmm. you know. But but soon everybody comes back. Oh, everything started looking, you know, more beautiful and yeah. happier. Yeah, this is actually anti Thanos' whole mission in in the Infinity War. You know? Yeah, but at this point, don't think the big man cares because now he's in the <laughs> now he is in he is in that timeline because because Nebula Cause, has brought him in. Yeah, never never brings him in. And he pretty much uh, almost he almost kills the Avengers in oh, one in one with one attack. Yeah. Um. And pretty much for the, the last forty minutes of the movie, it's just a big battle. Man, and and I got I, I got to tell you something. I got it because look, when the big three, which is Cap, Cap, Iron Man, and Thor, when they do come together, and I just want to also want to give a uh uh share some spotlight over Renee Russo because she did really, really well coming back as uh, Thor's mother and they had that conversation mm-hmm. and brought him back to his senses. And so he was, you know, he, 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 he his mind was right for the rest of the movie, which I appreciate because he got closure yeah. speaking with his mother and that, that was important. But now to the climax and I got to say my theater, um, it was like a live sporting event. Because mm-hmm. when Thanos is sitting in the middle of the destruction with his sword right there, my man is just sitting there just chilling and Iron Man is like, you know it's a trap, right? Yeah. He's like, yeah. Yep. But I don't but care. I also, but I also <laughs> notice he don't got them Infinity Stones. And Thor was like, so we are in agreement. We're going to kill him. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, all right, that's all I needed to know. He brings Stormbreaker and he brings Mjolnir and he and then his eyes start like, and like when he, when he brings them both, he gets his armor even though he's still fat, but it, yeah. but but it, you, you don't really notice it. And I was like, "Oh man, it's about to go down. It is about to go down." And it, and everybody, it's, it's like I'm I'm at a live game or something because everybody's gearing up and it, and so, you know, Thanos is Thanos he's waiting. Just yeah, just, just, he, he, he's waiting for him. He's he's because he knows they're coming. And they and they come and um, uh. Man, you're like pull up, you know. You got a problem, pull up, you know. <laughs> oh, they pulled up, and they just go. They just start beating. They, they everybody just starts fighting, and Thanos is giving them the, the business. He is Thanos. This is this is we're talking about a couple of years younger Thanos who was who does not have the perspective that Infinity War Thanos had. Mm-hmm. Now he saw he was successful. But he doesn't fully have that perspective yet. This is this is war Thanos. This is battle Thanos now, because because we all earlier in the movie were first introduced to this Thanos. He's coming back wiping blood off his sword. So this this is the battle Thanos now. Yeah. And so the way he's beating down on them, and uh, and then that big moment when. Cap gets me on here. I was not expecting that mess, man. Mm-hmm. I was the, when he wheels that, and and everybody was like, "What?" <laughs> and and uh, Thor was like, "I knew it. I knew it." I was like, "I didn't." I, wait, hold up. I, I I was I was I was just I was I was I felt like I was twelve years old again. I was just outside of my mind looking at this, and me and Mark is just like, "Oh my goodness!" He he 
And then the way Captain America uses both Mjolnir and the, the shield. shield. Oh my He's gosh. playing ping pong off of Thanos' face, just back and forth with the shield. And, and the oh, man. <clears throat> and then Thanos uh, gets the upper hand and breaks the shield. Just, 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 just tears the shield apart, stabs Captain in his leg. I was like, oh snap! This way he gonna yeah. get it. This way, this way Cap gonna die. And he kicked it. What I did not, what I did not notice, and this just made this, I have even more respect for Cap. As Thanos is bringing his army out, this huge army. Mm -hmm. I'm he got he and all his children. Ebony Maw and, and Proxima Midnight and that one dude with the staff and the big little flying worms and the entire the, the entire army cup. and then when Thanos is looking he was like you know what in the beginning I was just going to and I'm paraphrasing he was like I was just going to uh, I was going to wipe out half he was like but now what I'm about to do to your planet I'm going to enjoy yeah very very much and then the way Cap stands up yeah because he was saying uh, to me um Killing war wasn't personal, you know. Yeah, it, it was, wasn't it was, personal. Like, it was business, you yep. know. But what I'm gonna do to y'all, <laughs> I'm gonna enjoy. <laughs> I was like, oh my god! I mean, and and what I didn't notice, Cap had a compound fracture in his arm, so his bone in his arm was the bone in his arm was starting to come out. And this man, notice that this man restraps that broke shield on that messed up arm. And he stands up, and that shot of him against that entire army, it is, in my opinion, the most beautiful shot. It is the dopest shot in the movie. It is amazing. I was like, I mean, you know you're going to die, but at yeah. least you're going out like a, you, you're going out like a G. You, 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 you're going out like a boss. Yeah. And then you hear Falcon in his, his like, <laughs> on your left. On your left. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> On your left. And then the uh, Doctor Strange's portals begin to open up. And then you see Black, Black Panther got the biggest applause when he came out Timmy. with Okoye and with Shuri. And everybody was just like, yeah. And so then the other portals start opening up. And you see Doctor Strange. The other portal opens the up. It's the Guardians of the Galaxy. And Spider-Man, Spider people started falling out their seats. When Spider-Man comes swinging in, everybody falling all, all over the place and just applauding. And it's not just them. Black Panther brought his entire army. He brought the Dora Milaje. Doctor Strange brought all the sorcerers. Valkyrie brought uh, all the Asgardians. All the Asgardians. The, the Ravagers. The Ravagers were there. Someone, some, I'm going to have to, maybe I can catch him. Because I didn't see him on the first viewing. But apparently Howard the, the, Howard the Duck was in here somewhere. And, and then... When Cap is up there like Avengers, and I heard somebody, like, I was like, "Bro, is he gonna say it? Bro, is he gonna say it? Is he gonna say it?" And the dude behind me, "Say it, come on, man, come on." He's like, "A symbol," and the whole, the whole entire theater just erupted. People were out of their seats. People like, were losing their minds. Like. I, I actually said that as he was saying that, you know. Yeah, I, 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 I was like, he like Avengers. I like, I like, I like, I like. Watch this, hey Theo, watch this. It's simple. <laughs> and the funny thing is, he out of all these Avengers movies, he's never said it. I think the he closest came, he came close in like Ultron. Ultron, and then it, it cut the like, credits. Yeah. <laughs> but when he says it here, everybody lost it. But I, man, I've oh my goodness, I was just me, me and Mark was like, yeah, yeah. 
and and the whole battle just erupts. It was, it was amazing. This this is, I have, I can literally count on my hand the number of times I have ever experienced something like this in 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 cinemas. Um, never been a Lord of the Rings fan, so I never saw Return of the King. Although a lot of people compare this final battle to whatever battle was in Return of the King. Yes. Um, when. Spider-Man, the very first Spider-Man movie, that was an experience for me. The Dark Knight, because that came out uh, on the day of my birth, which was July 18th. And then this, this, this right here, this was an experience. That 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 final hour was just, I mean, you see Pepper Potts come in with the rescue armor yes. on, and then her and Iron Man are fighting like a tandem. I was like, that is, I, I can't, I, oh my good, And... Uh, and then uh, you 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 see uh, that uh, you you see that um, wasp comes back. Mm. All of it. You then you have the um you have the girl power moment. But yeah. before you have the girl power moment, you have uh, Scarlet Witch who comes and she looks pissed. Yes. What I what I love is that everybody that came back they still have their memories. They have not forgotten anything. And so when she comes back and she sees Thanos, her eyes are glaring like I think everybody like cause like everybody like vanished right I mean everybody came back from the point they they died you mm-hmm. know so they're like I just died came back oh yeah I remember you oh yeah <laughs> yes you man and, and she was like you took everything and, and I, then know like, I don't even know who you are oh you will <laughs> oh man the way that he's they go back and forth and she lifts him up and, and what I what I love about it is that she is? She's not trying to kill him quick. She's trying to kill him slow. That's and and so she is. She is just tearing apart his armor. Got him in the air. She she she's ripping. The, and that's when Thanos like, yo, make it rain. Yeah. Bring the rain. And so like, what about our show? What about our soldiers? Like, no, 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 no. Come on, bring this down. Bring this down. This one gonna kill me. And so you know the ships uh, start raining down, and uh, all the sorcerers create the the little. The, the shields and umbrellas and stuff so that everybody can and then Captain Marvel makes her entrance which I love the one thing and I'm just gonna I'm, I'm just gonna say this I don't I, I don't understand how people come off with this idea oh Captain Marvel she's so OP she's overpowered when you have Thor you realize that Thor when he came in in Infinity War decimated an <laughs> army yeah. He, he he would have had the killing blow. He did what nobody else in the mo- in Infinity War did. He crippled Thanos. Like Thanos hit <clears throat> and I guess it's like people forget when Thor came at Thanos, when Thanos came to Wakanda, Thanos hit him with that gauntlet. Thanos didn't hit him with a normal weapon. He hit him with the gun. And Thor ate that hit. Thor came through with with uh, Stormbreaker and was blasting at that hit and got him slamming the chest and then dug it in there. When you have somebody like Thor, uh, you know, Captain Marvel is very very powerful. She is, but I think that I think people are just using this whole oh she's overpowered as just an excuse. If you don't like Brie Larson or or you don't like the character, just say you don't like the character. Don't hide behind this excuse that she's OP because she's not. Mm-hmm. What I love is that the Russo brothers didn't make her OP. Oh, yeah. She's powerful. Oh, she got some good hits in. 
But she's not the one that dealt that killing blow to Thanos. And she also took a good hit. Well, oh, two she good, yeah, did. She took a good hit. She most assuredly did. I do like... Because, <laughs> um, um, like, 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 Theo did kick me out of was how like, he, he, he didn't like how he punched her and nothing happened the first time. And I had explained, well, when she goes binary... She does become stronger in her binary form. Yeah, she you know. Yeah, absolutely. But, but you she, see, after, once he uses the power, the power stone, you know, you, you, you see even her binary. She came out of that binary, binary form. Because yeah. <laughs> the because the thing about Thanos, it's not just brawn. He's a brilliant strategist. He's a brilliant fighter. He you don't get you don't get to where Thanos is by just by just being a mindless brute he knows yeah. how to fight it's not just in in and and that's one thing that i appreciated about these fights he's he can read you he like in the hand to hand combat between him and captain thor and uh and and, iron, and man. iron man he was reading the movements which is how he was able to overcome all three of them when you look at the the captain marvel uh tussle and it's like he it was it was it was just like that. As soon as he realized, okay, I had butter, didn't work. Let me take this power stone out right quick before she do anything else and let me knock her back. He's a brilliant strategist. So even and the fact that he was able to hold a power stone in his bare hands. Oh yeah. Where anyone else had had to uh use a another object yeah. in order to touch it. Tells you how strong he is. Oh, he's strong. Now, by himself, he wasn't beating Captain Marvel in her binary form, but that's why he had to grab that power stone and knock her back. See, Captain Marvel, what I love is that the Russo brothers implied through what they were showing us, yes, Captain Marvel is powerful. Yes, in her binary form, she is stronger than Thanos. She's not smarter than Thanos. Thanos knows how to beat her because he strategizes. Okay, the headbutt didn't work. I'm going to grab this power stone real quick, and I'm going to knock you out that way. And that's exactly what it, he knocked her out cold. Yeah. So, now, for anybody who's saying, like, I, I guess we could use this argument now, like, who pretty much who's strong in Captain Marvel and, then, uh, and Thor. When Thanos started to blast that Thor, Thor was able to overcome the blast, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, of course, it, Thanos just used the one power stone against... You know, mm-hmm. cut Marvel and knocked about mm-hmm. head, you know. Which actually resembles the um uh, comic, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean well in the it was the whole thing with the power stone in the comic yeah. though, but he punched the, you know, and, and knocked her out. Yeah. I I know that Kevin Feige has stated that Captain Marvel is gonna be the face. Yeah. She she's gonna be like the Captain America, the face moving forward for the MCU. I don't mind it. I like Brie Larson. I like her a lot. I like I like what she's doing. I especially I like that line because when they're when they're playing keep away with the gauntlet and everybody's trying to keep it away from Thanos, so mm-hmm. everybody's swinging. All right, give it to me. Black Panther's like give it to me, and then mm-hmm. and so Peter Parker ends up with it and has a dope scene where he activates kill he yeah, activates he kill, kill mode. mode and then just starts killing it. The, the the legs come out and start killing everybody, and then uh, Captain Marvel shows up and he's like, oh hi, I'm Peter Parker. He's like. Hi, Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Do you have something for me? I, I like her line delivery. And so, gives it to her. Whole thing keeps going. The, the battle keep, the, the battle keeps going. And then, you get what I what I do like. And, and I like this. This, this uh, the, the back and forth between Doctor Strange and Tony Stark. And then mm-hmm. Tony Stark, is this the one? And Doctor Strange is like, if I tell you, it won't happen. Yeah. And so, Tony Stark is just looking around 
And then you see Doctor Strange do like that one mm-hmm. to signify this is the one. So ba- basically, he's telling Tony, okay, if you have any doubts mm-hmm. in your mind mm-hmm. about what you got to do, this is the one. Yeah. This is it. You 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 have survived for a reason. This is it. This is the one. So Tony Stark knows what he has to do. Thanos has beaten everybody off. He now has the glove. And somehow, I don't know how he did it. But Wait, right. That's one thing I'm still trying to figure the out how. The only thing I can think of is the glove that Thanos was wearing was not the traditional gauntlet. It was a glove created by Tony Stark, which mm-hmm. means it's technology by Tony Stark, which means it's technology that responds to Tony Stark, which means Tony Stark would know how to remove those stones uh, without perhaps Thanos knowing. So he is wearing the Iron Man suit. That technology would respond to his suit perhaps so the only thing i can think of is once he touched it and got his hands on it uh maybe due to the fact that technology recognizes technology those stones were able to just move themselves over to his because they recognize the true user they recognize the host when they see it and so give it to him and thanos you know he does (laughs) i am inevitable he does his snap and uh then, you know, Tony starts like, yeah, but I'm yeah, Iron Man. <laughs> and uh, you know what? If I read that in a script and I was like, that's going to be his final line. I'm like, it's a little, it's a little cheesy. But the way he does it, yeah. the way he delivers his final line, spot on. That's clean. But but, but it does mirror uh, the last line in the first Iron Man movie. It does. It absolutely does. It absolutely. And, and I, and. And I love that. And and you know he he deals that blow. He kills Thanos and and all of the soldiers. And then the scene that got me was because I own Iron Man three on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. And the reoccurring theme for Tony Stark is that he's never able to get a proper night's rest. Yeah, they 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 kind of cleaned it up in Iron Man, which was cool. But you know he's always thinking about it. he's always thinking about the world and everybody around him and and how he can protect the Earth and. Even he even said it in Infinity War. It's like Thanos has been in my head since the Battle of New York. He's never left. So you know you have to you have to think he's never been able to get a decent night's nice rest. And so now that he has finally destroyed Thanos, he finally gets yeah, rest. I got and I got to give it to Gwyneth Paltrow. You know she she the way she did because you see Spider Man breaking down and Rhodey and and and. And then, you know, Pepper, she she just she she keeps up a strong face. She's, she's like, you know, we're gonna be all right. You can rest now. And so that's all he needed so that he could go on and, and, and pass on. And then she breaks down. It's 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 a it's it's a powerful scene, you know, because you you're talking about the one character that started all of this. Yeah. You, you know, years ago when they were working on I rem I rem like I rem, I don't as a kid I didn't know much about Iron Man. The only thing I knew was that he was Marvel's excuse for Batman. I was like, <laughs> I didn't care much. I remember I had a, a, a Iron Man toy as a kid. He looked cool, but you know, I I didn't know I, I didn't know anything about this character. And so then, when Paramount made the first Iron Man movie, you know, it looked cool, and I was and I was like, yeah, this this looks. You know, still don't know much about him, but you know, fast forward to now. He is arguably the biggest superhero in in the cinematic world. We're talking about a superhero who has he he's an argument can be made. He's overtaken Superman and Batman in terms of popularity for films because 
while yes, we did have you know the Christian Bale Batman and 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 uh, Henry Cap, who you know who I loved as Superman, I, I did. Um, but Iron Man and, and and Captain America and all these other superheroes, they, you know, these they're the titans. They yeah. rule. They rule the film world. And I, I guess DC has a big, as of late, a big part in that. Mm-hmm. fact of the universe has not gotten off the ground. And you know something that I thought about, which I've always found interesting, in the nineties. Actually, I'm gonna take this back. 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. DC ruled television and film. Mm-hmm. Marvel was never able to get this stuff off the ground because like in the in in the 60s you had the Batman series. Like the I think the most successful series Marvel had was the Lou Ferrigno Bill Bixby Incredible Hulk series, which I loved, but it's the it's the I think the most successful te- uh, live action TV series they had at the time. They had a Spider-Man series didn't last long only one season but you look at dc they had the adam west batman fast forward they had christopher reeve as superman yeah the lois and clark you, yeah lois and clark you had the superboy series you had you had the tim burton batman you had they had success after success after success with their move with their movies and their television marvel was just never able to get themselves up off the ground so, and then you see this shift to today Marvel is on top, and yeah. DC is getting their footing. They're they're getting. Their, I'm gonna give it to them because I did enjoy Shazam. Oh, me too. They're getting their footing. It, it looks like they're getting their act together. Aquaman was pretty good. Shazam is good. Wonder Woman was good. It looks like they're they're doing what they're supposed to do and getting their footing. But Marvel has been working at this since 2008. They they yes. they've been doing their thing since 2008. They've been working at this, building their universe, building their world. And creating just a huge fan following. Yes. And one thing that I wish that DC will take for Marvel, if they take anything, is do not rush it, you know. Just take the time out. And like especially if if your goal is to establish a shared universe, Mm -hmm. you have to build that said universe, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And just you can't just keep making movies, just random movies, mm-hmm. expecting everybody to flock to these movies, mm-hmm. you know, and understand yeah, uh, what's going on. And 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 also understand your source material. Understand yeah. your care because Kevin Feige, Kevin Feige didn't just slap Captain America out here. He just he, he didn't just throw Iron Man out there to the no. Kevin Feige read these comics. He understood these characters. He understood who these characters were, and he took his time. He he uh, he he tried and successfully brought these characters into a modern world. Yeah. He brought the characters into our world without changing the essence of who they are. And for DC, it looks like they're doing that now because of who is now in charge of the of of uh, the you know. Who is now in charge of the? Because uh, I think Kevin Sujahar is is no longer in charge. Somebody else is. So who's helming that department? Mm. It looks like they're they're taking their time and they're finally understanding their characters. Aquaman was good. Wonder Woman good. Shazam very good. It looks like they're taking their time and 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 not just making everything dark. Yeah. You know, and and gloomy and using a dang blue filter for everything, but but. 
taking time, understanding, you know, who these characters are, what their motivations are, how how will they, as they are in the comics, fit in our world, you know. And, and so that's something that DC needs to do. Looks like they're starting to do. I look mm-hmm. forward to seeing what DC does in the future. But right now, with this movie right here, um, between you know Iron Man's death, which got me shedding some tears. Because mm-hmm. you're talking about a character that I followed since I was 14 years old in 2008, and now he's gone. Yeah, for 11 years. Yeah, yeah. it's, 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 it's end of an era. End of an, and I was 16. My bad. I was 16 when that movie came out. I was, I was 16 when the first Iron Man came out. But mm-hmm. end of an era, you know. And then the, the other one that got me was Captain America. Yes. And who, who pretty much... His whole thing was going back and returning the stones to the popular, the popular time and, and mm-hmm. popular place and time, because mm-hmm. it, it was discussed by uh, the Asian one mm-hmm. that by removing these stones, you you risk creating and tearing apart, you know, the universe, whatnot. But he was supposed to be gone for five seconds in their time, but instead he decides to go back and get his one dance. Mm-hmm. You know, with the love of his life, um, the love, the love of his wa- his life, mm-hmm. and decides to pretty much marry her, and mm-hmm. you know, live a, I would guess, a normal life, yes, so to say, yeah, uh, not knowing if he did any avenging work, you know, <laughs> maybe I don't know, you know, but, but what 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 got me? You you look at uh, Falcon when he comes to talk, he's like, did something go wrong or did something go right? right. And and something went right. And he was like, "I'm genuinely happy for you." You know, to see and the the aging looked very well on Chris Evans. I gotta say, when they aged him up, he looked good. Mm-hmm. It, it looked uh, it looked very very good. And to see that that's how they found a way to give Captain America his send-off. his proper send off, and that was really good. Now and and a lot of people. We're complete. No, Falcon doesn't doesn't deserve the shield. That should go to Bucky. Uh, okay, he Bucky was briefly Captain America in the comics, but Falcon is the captain right now yeah. in yeah. the comics. So, narratively speaking, especially with with the people who are reading comics now, it does make sense to give it to uh, Falcon. Falcon. Also, something else that I had to I had to kind of think back on it and see. Bucky knew Captain wasn't coming back when it when uh when uh Captain talked to Bucky the last time before he stepped on that platform to go mm-hmm. back to to, to to take the stones back. There the, the conversation that both of them had. Bucky knew he wasn't coming back. Yeah, Bucky knew, so they had their moment, and you know Cap had to have his moment with Falcon. So his moment was passing that shield on to uh, Falcon. And then you also have to take into consideration the Winter Soldier has so much baggage on yeah. him. Yeah, he has he has done so much. There's so much on him. There is it, it. Really, from the pub from the public the, point of view, yeah. there's no way they would accept him as Captain America. Nah, like there would be no way. Like opening yeah. the guy, even though even though they know that he was uh, exonerated from you know, those charges, mm-hmm. they still know. Okay, you still have a history. You you still connected. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, you at Captain America is not gonna fit. Yeah, you know? the, 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 but you know what? And but Bucky knew that. Bucky yeah. accepted it. Bucky had no problem. Bucky nodded at Falcon. Told him, "Go and take yeah. the shield. It's yours now." 
And plus, yeah. Falcon did a lot of leg work. You know, yeah, even did. though uh, we don't get to see a lot of that leg work, you know, like especially um, look at Ace Uchar, like he was doing missions, you know, outside of avenging, you know, yeah. that you know, like that you you, you see that Captain America trusts him to handle. Pretty much the whole Bucky thing, mm-hmm. which is actually very important to him, you know. So you, you just, like it does make sense for Falcon to get that shield, yeah. Because outside of Bucky, his best friend Falcon is probably like the most person he the, he, he 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 probably trusts. Yeah. You know? So now, so then you have the uh, funeral scene, which was which was a very very moving scene. All all of the characters were in their respective groups. It was mm-hmm. very nice. Now I will say this, the the scene between John Favreau and and the little girl yeah. that got me that 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 got me because it took me all the way back to the first Iron Man because he he asked her, you know you are you hungry and she said yeah but what do you want to eat I want cheeseburgers and then the look on John Favreau's face as he's trying to fight back the tears he's like your dad loves cheeseburgers too I like you know what that was it was subtle but it was beautiful. It was a very very nice scene, and I and 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 my hats off to him. It was it was very nice. It was beautiful, and um, to see everybody, you saw Black Panther and Wakanda celebrating. You saw that Scott Lane was with his with, was with his family. And, yeah, it was it was it. They tied this up so nicely. They did. They t- like if if I don't. If I don't see another superhero film, I will be okay. Mm. I, I genuinely believe that. I, I, it, and I've had some time to marinate on that. If I never see another superhero movie again, I will be just fine yeah. because the way they ended this, that was great. Mm. They, 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 it, they, they brought it in. They, they brought it into the finish line nicely. It, like they did a, outside of the little small plot holes and yeah. probably knickknacks, they did a awesome job with this mm-hmm. film. Mm-hmm. And considering the the magnitude of like of everything that was, that, that that is gonna be and was supposed to be, mm-hmm. you you really cannot ask for anything better. You know, I, I feel like anybody who say that they could done better is uh, is lying. Yeah. You know, because people because like, I think I feel like like, like people don't understand the work and everything that goes into making a feature film. You mm-hmm. know. And for everything to be included, to be done right, there is no time, mm-hmm. there'll be no time, you know, available to make such a movie. Yeah. It, it will probably be four hours long to yeah. to probably work out every single knick-knack and, yeah. you know, plot hole. Yeah. Like, it'll be entirely too long. And, and one thing I, I also love how they balanced the the humor and the dark tone of the movie. Absolutely. You know, it wasn't too funny. Yeah. It wasn't too dark. Mm-hmm. You know, it was emotional at the right time. Yeah. I guess using Thor Ragnarok, they didn't do what Thor Ragnarok did. How they, even though it's a good movie in its own right. Yeah. But Thor Ragnarok, um, whenever it had a emotional and dramatic moment, they were ruining it with comedy. Yeah. Right afterwards, yeah. you know. And speaking of Thor, uh, he has a nice setup <laughs> in the future because yes. he is going with the, with Guardians. the Guardians of the of, of the Galaxy. I, or I, as he put it, 
the Asgardians are together. The Asgardians are together. I like that. I, I, I also like the banter between him and mm-hmm. Quill when they were trying to figure out who, who the leader of the ship. Well, and you are, you are. And like, 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 you are, of course, of course. It's you. It's you. You are. That's going to be funny going yeah, forward. You say, of course, but you keep touching the yeah. man. <laughs> You keep touching stuff, and then they're like, you know, I got some knives. If y'all want to, you know, fight it out. Yeah. <laughs> no, anyway, don't need for knives. Don't no. need for knives. Like we all know who's charged. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm mean, I see we all know who's charged. Everybody stop and look like everybody thinks the same thing. Okay, so who who's in charge? <laughs> and then and then you know, Quill's like, yeah, me. He's like, of course, of course. you, of course, you. it's it's you, of course. <laughs> Yeah, so I of course. I yeah, I like how <laughs> I like how they set up uh I like the store has been set up for the future very yeah. nicely. Like um, I'm good I'm really looking forward to Garden and Gazi three, especially yeah. if they use Thor in it. They have to. I think because you know what? James Gunn knew how this movie was gonna end a long time ago. Yes. And and his script for Guardians of the Galaxy probably included Thor anyway. So I am very excited. James Gunn is working on Suicide Squad right now, but when he is done, he is going to Guardians of the Galaxy. And so I cannot wait to see what he does with that. But in the meantime, this this movie, uh, which also does not have an end credit scene, but, uh, and I didn't, I, I figured that out. Um, somebody told me it doesn't have an, it does not have an end credit scene. Yeah, um, we was there waiting, and the people who come clean up told us. Uh, like there's no incorrect scene, whatnot. And we're like, in in the fact that we don't believe you, we don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people, did, a lot of people didn't. A lot of people didn't. I think the most they did was I think at the end you hear that metal clang mm-hmm. sound from the first Iron Man movie, yeah. which was very nice. It was it was nice, but this was this was this was layer love. This this. this this movie was for the fans. Yeah. Um, and and I, I, I 100% believe that. You know, while you look at certain movies in uh, like like Black Panther, that could be for anybody. Mm-hmm. Infinity War, you don't really have to... You could go into Infinity War fresh and still enjoy it. But Endgame was for the fans. Endgame, this is for everybody who has followed these these movies since 2008. This is yeah. for them. And they, they knocked it out of the park. And while... You and I, we have a co-worker named Michael who, uh, for the longest, has believed that this movie would destroy Avatar. Now, in the beginning, in the beginning, before the movie before the movie came out, Michael Gower, uh, I didn't share his uh, I, I didn't share his sentiments because the reality of the situation is Infinity War made a little over two billion and it was still over seven hundred million dollars away from touching avatar from from equaling not beating equaling being on the set being on being completely equal to avatar it was over 700 million dollars away from it so now with this movie though endgame is definitely in in the discussion oh it's definitely the, oh yeah is it because uh, i checked it um before we did the podcast and currently it, it's sitting at 1.4 billion dollars right now and i think it's going to it's it's, it's going to have a good second weekend. Yeah. I think it is. Because you 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 gotta understand. Ain't nobody I mean ain't nobody trying to see it during the week, but I mean some people are. Mm-hmm. But uh it I think it'll have a good second weekend. Now I will say this, it will receive some stiff competition. 
because not this weekend, but the weekend after the Pikachu movie comes out. Mm. So it has it, and the Pikachu movie is tracking fairly well. It's uh, it, I think I think I think that the Pikachu movie could open at about anywhere from I I, I give it like. I give it sixty million. I, I I think the Pikachu movie could have a sixty million dollar opening. Uh, I think that's a nice middle ground. Some people were saying seventy. Some people were saying fifty. I say it, it, it like sixty million dollars right there in the middle. I think it'll do pretty well. Now, here's here's the real question though, because this is what's going to determine whether or not Infinity War is going to reach Avatar. In my in opinion. Game. I'm so, yeah, in game. This is this is what's going to determine whether or not in game is going to reach Avatar. In my opinion, if in game is the number one movie at the box office for a third week in a row, beating Pikachu. Mm. If it beats Pikachu on Pikachu's opening weekend, I think it at that point, yes, it does have a legitimate chance of touching Avatar. That will be the determining factor for me. Because, well, see, looking at it. Currently, um, as of right now, it, um, it only done four hundred million um, in the U.S. right now, mm-hmm. and a, a billion over um, in uh, overseas. Mm-hmm. I I do see it crushing uh, Avatar. The only things that stand in, in in my opinion, the only things that stand in the way of it. Um, number one, rewatchability. And it's and number two is length time because I believe that I believe that Endgame is very top heavy. And when I say top heavy, I mean most of its money it has achieved. Like uh, mo- I'm not saying all of its money, most of its money it has now made. And then you look at other movies like you've had Marvel movies in the past that have not globally opened at the same time. Like something like uh, like a Captain Marvel. Okay, well, it, it opened uh, it opened at one date for us, but it hadn't opened up overseas yet. It hadn't opened up in Japan yet, so that money still hadn't come in yet. There there were markets that uh, Captain Marvel had not opened up in yet, mm-hmm. but Endgame has now opened up in all markets. It's available everywhere. There, there's there's not a single market in which this movie is not now open. So I believe it opened up overseas before it did. Yeah. It opened up it, Wednesday, it, it, I think, I believe. It opened up overseas, uh, yeah, either Tuesday or Wednesday. It was a couple of days before us. Yeah. But every it, it's all of its markets is is now open now. Yeah. And so and and another reason and, and when I say it's top heavy, a lot of people that have seen it, they have already seen it like twice. And uh some some people, some dedicated fans have seen it three, four times already. Mm-hmm. That's not everybody. Mm-hmm. I know myself, I'm not seeing it again until this Saturday. So it does have some rewatchability, but but then that goes into that three hour mark. Mm-hmm. But the good thing about it, it doesn't feel like three hours. It doesn't. Uh it it for for me it doesn't. And what I but for some people it does. And what I and 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 one thing that I did notice, especially on social media, there were some people who were kind of turned off by its uh, runtime. We've had now we've had Marvel movies that have gone for like two hours and forty minutes, two hours and fifty minutes. But it's the fact that it literally says three hours in two minutes. Mm-hmm. For some people, it turns them off because it's like I'm not trying to sit here for that long, and I got kids, and there's some people with health problems that won't allow them to do that. So that runtime, it, it and it, see, it it may sound crazy, but it but it may present a little bit of a problem. Um, 
in terms of this movie's box office legs for its second and third weekend. And then there's the fact that you have three other movies opening up this month because you got Pikachu next weekend. You got Aladdin the week the weekend after that. And then you got Godzilla that closes out the month. So and and by the time Godzilla comes out, in Endgame will be no competition for it. Endgame will be no competition for Aladdin because I see Aladdin crushing it. But um, you know, because at that time Endgame will have will have had its box office run. But I believe that it's in the conversation. I, I definitely, I legitimately believe. While I didn't believe it like a week ago, mm-hmm. now. I be, first of all, it's gonna it, it's it's gonna overtake Titanic. I said because Titanic currently sits at the number two uh, highest uh, uh, in terms of box office, the high the highest rated box office, the second highest rated box office movie of all time, right behind Avatar. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna take that. It's it's taking that. Now the real question is, when everything is said and done, and all the money has been raked in and counted, will Endgame? make over 2.7 because that that's that's the mark that's what it has to be it has to be 2.7 billion in order to beat avatar and now now i believe it's in the conversation i don't i'm not 100% sold that it'll beat avatar but i believe it's in the conversation i believe it has a legitimate chance now and if there is any movie coming out this year that will do it i think it's this one yeah and while I previously thought that Lion King would probably get this movie a run for us, I don't believe that anymore. I don't believe it anymore because I, I was I was shocked by how many people turned out for this one. I mean, I shouldn't have been, but I still was. But then, then we also got to look at uh, everybody who knew that it could be packed this weekend mm-hmm. and said, you know what, I'm going to wait till later. You know, mm-hmm. I know I know a lot of folks who who's doing that. A lot. A, a, a couple of my friends did that. A couple of my a couple of my friends wanted to wait until it died down a little bit to go see it. Uh, now, of course, I wasn't doing that because yeah, I, I can't. I, I wasn't ducking spoilers too much longer. I can't. I couldn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I couldn't. You you have to understand. I couldn't go on YouTube. I couldn't go on Facebook. Instagram mm-hmm. isn't even on my phone right now. So is and then you you have idiots who like like the gentleman in China. Who came out of Infinity War and was just yelling spoilers to the people that were waiting in line to go in? I, I'm, I'm not putting up with that. Like, uh, I'm in on uh, this this Facebook group uh, about any any uh, filmmakers, mm-hmm. which you didn't think, you know, will be a group that will put up spoilers for a comic book movie because it's not another comic book page. You know, mm-hmm. it's any filmmakers, mm-hmm. somebody who was a uh, a joke mm-hmm. uh, and posted, you know, spoilers, mm-hmm. you know, talking about uh, Iron Man dies, Black Widow dies, um, Thor's fat. Uh, then was laughing about it, like, yeah, I just saved you $13, so, ah, you know, whatnot. Like, like why, why do you got to be a joke for, you know? Yeah, you, this, you, yeah. You have individuals that are that are that you know want to act like a douche, and you wanna you wanna spoil it. You wanna spoil it for people, and that's and and I'm not I'm 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 not with that. That's just that's that's ridiculous. Yeah. But um yeah no I I again I thoroughly 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 enjoyed this movie. I'm actually quite excited for Spider Man Far From Home. 
because there are some questions that need to be answered. <laughs> uh, Peter Parker uh, has now been brought back to life five years later. So obviously some of his classmates were dusted along with him. Yes. Like uh, and, Ned and, and them. Cause and that's one one issue I had. Like, they were, they were, everybody is the same age. They're not. Some of the classmates that he had are now five years. The class, some of the people he went to high school with, aren't in high school anymore. Yeah, they, they, they. You know, if if they were not dusted, they're adults. So, I am. But gonna, at least the 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 core main characters. Yeah, are the same. Got dusted. Yeah, they did. You know, Mary Jane, yep, uh, the other guy. Yep. You know, they 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 uh, did get dusted. So yeah. they so they're still in in, in school. So now. I think far from home. This kind of sucks. It does. You look at it like yeah, like I went to school for you five years ago. <laughs> yeah, like daddy, daddy, um, you, you know that kid. <laughs> but yeah, now far from home has a couple of questions yeah. to answer, and I look forward to seeing uh, the, uh, that movie in July. I mean, you, you got a lot of movies coming out that I'm looking forward to. Timmy. Um, with that, going to our famous uh, greening scale, on a scale for one to fifteen dollars, uh, how much would you go pay to see this movie, or will you give it a refund? I added that that feature, you know. I'm gonna tell you like this. I'm actually because uh, the theater that we're going to on Saturday that, that it's a sixteen dollar and fifty cent ticket. Mm. I don't mind paying that at all. I don't <laughs> mind. But I will gladly pay it for this one. I would so well over fifteen. I think it's well for this movie. It's mm-hmm. it's it's worth that. It's it's worth that money. It's it's definitely worth over fifteen to me. I I I, I will agree. You know, uh, I'm I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'll give it fourteen fifteen. I don't know. Yeah, is it? I know. Is it, I know. I know like, oh, you can give it fifteen. You never get fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> so so be to be a joke. I'll, I'll give it a fourteen. 15. Yeah, I'm gonna get yeah. This movie, this movie marked a special occasion. This movie is an experience. Yes. So, uh, you know, for for any any and everybody listening, if you you know, well, if you haven't seen the movie, I don't know why you was listening to this. Yeah. But um, because clearly it says in game, you know, uh, review spoilers, yeah. you know, but. Yeah, well, you know, if you listen to it and you haven't seen it, you did that to yourself. But uh, you know, if you still want to see. Uh, what we were talking about, I recommend. I recommend you yes, know you see it I, in IMAX. I highly recommend going, especially if you are a well. Matter of fact, if you are a fan, why why are you ever going to see it yet? You know. <laughs> yeah, that goes right back to what we were saying from the why, outset. Why why why? What are you doing in your life? You know, yeah. you should stop listening to this podcast. <laughs> why are you torturing yourself? Okay. Yes. That's torture. Don't don't do that to yourself. That's yeah. not healthy. Mm, it's not. You know. Take care of yourself. Love yourself. You gotta do that. You gotta go see it. Yeah. And but everybody who is not a comic book fan, I mean, I would still recommend. You mm-hmm. know. Oh, I, I, yes, I would. Is it because again, it's it's what I what I love about this movie and other comic book movies that have been coming out as of late. They're not. They're not. They're superheroes. They're based on comic books, but they're not strictly for comic people. Yes. Anybody can come into these theaters and enjoy these films because they have the. Uh, Certain plot lines, certain narratives that they have in them, can be uh, they they can be applicable to what one goes to goes mm-hmm. through today. Yes. So 
Absolutely, yes. And if you're not a comic book fan, you can still come in this movie. You won't enjoy it as much. Yeah. But you can still come in here and enjoy it. But with that, uh, I would like to thank you for, you know, taking the time out to come and do this podcast with me. Oh, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. This was this was fun. Uh, we had to get you back. It doesn't have to be another comic book movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I, for, for anyone listening, I don't just look at comic book films. I, I, I am a fan of film, period. But with that said, you know, I'm James. That's Herman. Yep. And I'll talk to you soon. All right.